are again. This is a Monday. Cloudy day here in South Carolina. We've had rain for the last four days on and off. But it makes everything nice, green and fresh and nice and cool outside. It's about 68 degrees. For summer, that's great. For South Carolina, that's that's a good number. It's a nice, cool number. I have all my doors open at the moment. So if you hear birds chirping and dogs barking, <laughs> I apologize in advance. But it's a nice, cool day and people are feeling good this morning. So I, I just want to warn you a little bit about what's happening in the economic markets today and about Biden's remarks on inflation um, over the weekend, which was absolutely stupid. But um, remember that pipeline that we've been talking so much about in Europe, uh, the Nord Stream, Nord Stream pipeline that everybody was upset about and everyone's been talking about. Well, Russians are going to shut it down today. There, by the end of today, which is now in Europe, I would say, or close to it in Europe, zero oil is going to be moving through that pipeline. Which means that it is going to drive gas prices up again in the European markets. I'm not quite sure what this is going to do here, but it's going to do something. It's going to react. When we have, and they're going to be down until July 21st. Now they're saying it's maintenance, but is it really maintenance or is it payback for what the European nation has been doing and what NATO has been doing in gathering more members into NATO? Is he? Is this a payback from Putin? Who knows, right? But when the pipeline, when the major pipeline closes down and Germany's not going to get any more oil from, from them until July 21st, which means that their their uh, economy is going to be hit hard, and maybe that's a maybe that's a, a warning shot over the bow of a lot of European nations. Hey, if you go against Russia, this is what's going to happen, and you guys are going to pay. Now, the other issue that I wanted to bring up is that there were major, well, not major, there were riots. Okay, there's nothing major riots in China, but there were riots in China in front of banks. Because the banks are not letting people take any money out of their banks. They've shut it down. Now once again, they're saying this because of maintenance and everything. But listen, you don't shut down banks and people to be able to withdraw money from their bank accounts. If it's it's a computer glitch. It's just not that way. You can do it manually. You can uh, have portions of your bank's open and people being able to withdraw. Have we become so dependent upon the computer that we now need to have? I I just don't believe it. So there were major uh, uh, concerns by the Chinese people because they had saved up all their lives for these, for uh, retirement and they can't get to them anymore. It's frozen. Now, this just is not happening in China, but it's happening all over China, of course. But it's just not being told to us because what happens is that it could draw a panic upon U.S. banks because banks here in the United States have been shutting down their branches, shutting, uh, eliminating their personnel, 
so that it's very difficult to even make a deposit in a bank anymore with a live person or to talk about a banking situation with a live person. So could it happen in the, in the United States? Yeah, it could. And that's why out there, if you look at the Dodd-Frank bill that was passed many, many years ago, when a bank gets seriously ill, and there's a lot of banks out there right now where their uh, cash infusions just are not there. When a bank becomes ill, <clears throat> Dodd-Frank says, okay, instead of paying back in cash or trying to get cash to you, we'll give you stocks in the company. I want you to go back and I want you to look at the Dodd-Frank bill because it's a, 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 a major issue with Americans. I mean, if a bank should go down... In the United States, if it should go down in the United States, a bank can issue you stock. Now, does that stock buy you anything? <laughs> does it buy you food? Does it, does it provide you with cash to go out and buy some gas to get to work? So we have to watch this very carefully of what's happening in the banking community in the United States. You guys need to go out there and ask the question... Is my branch going to be open and am I going to be able to am I going to be able to get my cash out? The other issue that I, I want to put on the table is those of you who are banking online with not so well known banks. Be very careful. Make sure that you know that they were insured by the FDIC. Make sure that that bank or any of the banks or the big banks that we're banking with are not investing or dealing with crypto because one bad crypto exchange can destroy a whole bank. And there's so much fraud in crypto at the moment that we have to be very cautious about this new game of crypto or Bitcoin. In a link I'm going to put down below, I'm going to show you instances where crypto is failing and that there are major lawsuits out there on trying to get the funds back from unreputable individuals dealing in crypto. I'll give you that link. We have to be very careful about the soundness of our banks at the moment. I don't know if any of these banks are going through risk uh, test at the moment? I don't know. But that is something that we have to be very cautious about because if we can't get to our money during a recession, if we can't get cash out to buy gasoline or to buy food or whatever we need the cash for, we are going to be in great trouble. We're already seeing that, uh, as an example in crypto, there's a, a company out there, and I'll give the link below, where they're not paying out any cash. So they may have, let's say you have $2,000 worth of crypto in there, but you can't get the cash out of it. They've stopped because they don't have enough capital. We have to be very careful about this. The FDIC, who insures banks and savings and loans, if there are any savings and loans out there left, but 
they issued a warning three months ago that specifically warned banks, be careful of crypto because it could be a high risk to your bank. Now, hardly anything has been said about this. I have mentioned it several times, and you're probably tired of me hearing about it. But if the FDIC is issuing a warning, we should, as consumers, take note of that warning because they see something that could be a high risk to our deposits. And if it's, Because remember, the FDIC insures our deposits. So if they are telling banks out there, be cautious on crypto or Bitcoin. I'm telling you, one transaction, let's say it's $20 billion, could wipe out a whole bank or several banks. Just because of fraudulent activity that's going on within this new marketplace of crypto and Bitcoin and whatever else name that you want to put on it. But you and I, we've got to be very, very careful about who we're banking with and what they're doing inside. When we see a bank, and we see it in Wells Fargo, we see it in Bank of America, where they're laying off a good portion of their employees, there's an indication there that the economy just is not that strong any longer. Now, my other issue is, if our banking system is so internet-driven, as we saw in Canada over the over this last week, they lost their internet. In portions of Canada, they lost their internet, and they were not able to make withdrawals or do banking transactions online. I think that's a, a one of the, our biggest concerns, is that we need to be really focused on our banking, our internet systems, our security, our um, ability to get to our funds as quickly as possible. Do we need to ask ourselves, do we need to hold cash reserves in our homes just in case something should happen at the bank? I do not feel that the banks are strong enough at this moment. I understand that they're they're trying to regroup, they're trying to reorganize, they're trying to prepare for this known thing that's called recession. Forbes magazine over the weekend said that we are in a recession. I'm saying that for several weeks now, we have been in a recession. And we need to start acting like we're in a recession. I do not believe that the banks are strong enough at the moment to sustain any kind of downtime. Downtime costs them a lot of money because then money isn't being flowing, flowing into them and it's not flowing out to the consumer. And if I'm sitting there thinking I need to pay my monthly rent and I can't get to my money, I can't transfer my money to my landlord, I'm going to be in trouble. If I can't even withdraw cash, I'm going to be in trouble. We have to look at the signs out there. We have to be more assertive in our attention. Instead of worrying about the January 6th stuff, which is totally nonsense and and everything else, we have a problem. Now, I want to mention one other thing before I close this 15-minute podcast. Over the weekend, Biden came out and said that conservatives are the problem because of inflation. 
They're the creators of inflation. Now, I've, I've put a link in there that outlines, down below I put a link, that outlines exactly step by step by step what happened when President uh, Biden became president and what caused the inflation. It's a good read. I encourage you to read it. But when a leader is pointing fingers at everybody, remember it was Russia and then it was COVID. and Well, first it was COVID, then it was Russia, and now it's the Republicans. He says they're not coming up with any new ideas. Well, they have come up with ideas. Every, every American has come up with an idea that can work to get this inflation down, but he doesn't listen. He, may, he puts into place policies that hurt the American people instead of help them. Because he has vendettas and political agendas that he needs to push through. And that kind of a president is never good for America because it will never help us guys down here at all level because he doesn't care about us. What he cares about is pushing through his agendas. So for him to come out as a leader and blame, 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 leaders don't blame. They don't. They look at the situation. They look at how various uh, issues that they can use to uh, put on the table and sit down with all of these people in oil industry and the energy industry and everything else and sit down with them and see what needs to be done right now to get the economy strong again. Instead of always pushing a blame game and also in a political agenda because it just doesn't work for the American people and we're in that boat right now and we need to pull the boat and, and over to the side of, of the dock and say, okay, get out. Get out because you're not you're not operating this boat correctly. You're just about ready to sink us. In fact, you have. Listen, if you like my podcast, go to www.lodge.co.com. Click on, click on, it's on the link below, buymeacoffee.com. You can read all my blogs and, and podcasts there also. Everybody go out and have a great Monday. Take a look at your banks. Make sure that they're sound. Do some investigation. This is Mike Lodge. Talk with you soon. Bye-bye. God bless.